Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Hello and welcome to the show. James Broadhurst with you. No Alexia Peche this week, but joining me in the studio is Callum Robson. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. Who knows? Who knows how good the show might be this week without Lex? <laughs> we've we've, <laughs> we've uh, r- r- pulled up the anchor and we're ready to go. You reckon, Cal? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, what about uh, the weekend ahead of us, uh, Cal? We've got this big winter sprint final Friday night at Mandra. And uh, guess who? Guess who's involved in this uh, in in this race again? Oh, Buster! Yeah, Buster the Brute, your dog, uh, really coming to the fore in the heat last weekend. Fastest qualifier, really good run uh, from this dog. Encounters a pretty good field, it must be said, including uh, Mermaid Manelli, uh, as well as Chomp Manelli, Mauritian Sniper, were the other two heat winners uh, from from last week. What are we looking like here, mate? Uh, are you going with your head or with your heart in terms of how you uh, how you look at this race? And because uh, obviously Buster can't win, this is this is Mermaid Manelli's race for sure, right? Uh, I disagree. <laughs> right. I'm going with a bit of both head and heart here. I think okay. I think he's the most versatile runner in the field. I think he can do it at the start. He can also come from behind. He is amazing. And I think and I think <laughs> a lot of dogs in this field either need to lead to win or are uh, going to need a bit of luck, like your tangent pace that will drop down to the fence and run on and hope for a bit of trouble. But I think he can do it at both ends. The uh, race might be a little messy as well, which uh, plays into his favour. You look at the run last week, he bumped into Pixie Minnelli on the way through. He's not scared of copping a, a bump, and that's when I go on about he's a proper race dog. He'll get through gaps. He doesn't care about uh, many other dogs in the field, whether he just wants to win. So that plays in his favour. Obviously, box fours are... Uh, not the best box for him, but on paper, I actually think it plays all right for him with the um, dogs drawn around him. You've got Brooks Minnelli in five that likes to use a bit of the track. Uh, Trump Minnelli's a fair beginner, but not lightning. And then you've got a bit of speed outside and Mission Stiper and Turbo Fine. I think they're going to do a good job in getting across. And those are the dogs we're talking about that have to lead to win. So I don't think they can lead and win. I think Pixie might even bump into Mermaid Minnelli. Look at last week. Pixie actually pinged out the boxes. Mermaid's a good beginner, but from the inside... She doesn't always jump as well as she can. So I think those two might collide. Buster stays straight, uh, musters up like he can, and I think he just goes past them. Yeah, now, you, this is, this is, is this proper analysis, or is this you You dreamt this last night like in your wildest dreams? Like? No, this is this is proper analysis. <laughs> That's what I think can happen. Obviously, I think he can even sit behind Mermaid Manelli and, and run past late. I mean, he, he's done it before in a big race at Cannington. He overtook Mermaid Manelli down the back. And Mermaid Manelli did drop back last week on that corner. If Buster, if he, she wants to drop back again and um, and Buster's right there, he's going to take no second chances and he was just going straight past. Okay, so Mermaid from one, as we know, is a really quick beginner. All, leads almost every race she's in, right? Yeah. Regardless of which position she's in. Uh I think she leads this again, regardless, you know, 
you th- think there might be a clash between her and Pixie Minnelli? I, I think Mermaid leads this one. That means Buster will have to run. And as you mentioned, Buster is a good dog, can come through a field. He's not, well named as Buster Brute because he will push past greyhounds. Uh, I don't know. I just feel the task, if Mermaid leads, which I think she does, the task becomes that much harder. You mentioned he ran, ran her down at Cannington. This is over a 405. Very hard to run down Mermaid Manelli over a 405. Her record over this journey, 9 uh, from 10. Uh, absolutely superb. I, I agree with you over a 520 at Cannington. More than capable of running her down. Over the 405 at Mandra, not so sure. Yeah, I think, like, obviously, she's had a couple of easy runs with those 9 out of 10 wins and whatnot. <laughs> this is probably the best field she's ever strung. And box one's not ideal for Mermaid Minnelli as well. We have to talk about she does want to use a bit of the track. So her being in box one, she's going to have to get the start perfectly right. Pixie Minnelli went 6.55 early last week, which is lightning. Obviously, Mermaid went pinged out and went a lot quicker, went 6.47, I think, off the top of my head, which is obviously a length quicker. But Mermaid Minnelli doesn't always ping out the boxes, which is my problem with Mermaid Minnelli. And Pixie Minnelli tends to ping out and get across. So there could be a bit of collision there. And you've got Marushan Sniper, who I think is the best beginner in WA. Obviously, a lot of people say Mermaid Minnelli is. If Marushan Sniper gets a start right, no dog can lead Marushan Sniper. Mission Sniper will come down from box seven and could potentially get in the way. And then I think if there is trouble, I think Buster the Brute can capitalise um, and he'll be thereabouts and can run through and get up the rail. He's happy to go inside or outside as well with dogs. And over the 405, we've seen him go really quick. He went 22-33 with a relatively clean run behind Mission Sniper. And last week, even copying a bump, still went the quickest out of all of them. So I think... Box four, although it's not where I'd like to place him, I think from a box point point of view for Buster Brute and the dogs around him, I think that's the best possible outcome we could have got. have to say, uh, you were lamenting, lambasting a few weeks ago, the fact that you couldn't get a run over the 490 or the 520. You've now won two in a row over the 405. Have you, have you revised your position on Buster Brute and uh, the 405 journey yet? Uh, no, you haven't. No. <laughs> I like to see him over the 520 just for reasons where the money is a lot better over the 520 mark. So unfortunately for Buster, although he's uh, although he's racing over the 405 and well, we'll be back up to the 520 in, uh, in the weeks coming. What about, uh, you've got an inside word on the camp there. What, what's uh, Crystal and Steve Shinner's uh, thinking heading into this race? Yeah, they're pretty confident. Um, I got a phone call from Steve yesterday. He said Buster's absolutely thriving. Uh, he took him up the straight track uh, during the week and he absolutely flew up. So everything's going well. Um, touch wood, he's been a dog that just keeps running and doesn't have any injuries. So um, he's very consistent, doesn't get many uh, injuries, as I said, and he's going as better than ever. Better than ever. Oh, if this dog keeps making finals, we're going to have to change the name of this show to the, the Bus of the Brute Show. I think we talk about this dog every week, it seems. But it, it, with due course, because he, he's very relevant. He's he's in the big races and a big chance. We've spoken a lot about Buster and Mermaid. Any wild cards in this race? Uh, tandem pace, I think, has to be the wild card. Depending on the price, it might be a good place bet. As I said, I think the race is going to be riddled with trouble with just the amount of quality of the dogs and the amount of early speed in the race. Tandem pace should step out and be not in that, involved in that early speed and get down to the fence. We know this dog can rocket home up the fence, and the fence potentially could open up. So maybe tandem pace for your novelties. But apart from that, I think it's probably um, the favourites to be fighting it out. Yeah, okay. All right, that's race five, the main race at Mandra on Friday night, the winter sprint. 
What about Saturday night, Cal? We've got this uh, 7.15 free-to-all, but... Uh, <clears throat> Pardon me. Flake Manelli takes on Cindy's Oliver. Those two building a bit of a rivalry. Flake uh, was won her past three in a row. Think she's in line for another victory there? Yeah, I think Flake looks to be your early leader here, and we know what Flake can do in the lead. We saw over the 6.47 at Mandrup, Flake was actually extending on Cindy's Oliver in the last 50 metres, so up to the 7.15. I expect Flake to lead. I think Cindy's will get better and better, though, and I think mm. the margin will get closer and closer between the dogs, and I'd be interested to see... Uh, in fourth or fifth up, what Cindy's can do over the 7.15 because I think it's a dog that's uh, definitely improving over time and fitness. It's very hard to go 600 to 7.15 and um, and this dog's done it quite quickly this campaign. So yeah, I think Flake leads and I think Cindy's tries to chase it down. Um, I think Cindy's might get close down the back um, when they pass the boxes again, but I think Flake will then extend late on in the race. Certainly an improving dog, Cindy's Oliver. Looking forward to seeing that rivalry develop. But the probably the most interesting race, I guess, uh, on Saturday is the following race, race four. This is a, a mixed grade three, four. Uh, interesting field, this one. At first glance, you probably think Fernando Stars just just wins this one, but then you look uh, look deeper into this race and uh, you realise there's actually uh, quite a lot of good opposition here. Yeah, there's a lot of depth in this race. I certainly wouldn't want Buster, though he can't he can't race in the three <laughs> four. But I'm glad he can't race in the three four because this race is really hot. Uh, Fernando Starr has no early speed to one and two. Grace Ali and Blue Summer Sky aren't known for their early speed. Yeah, with a staying pedigree, both those dogs. Yeah, so should be able to get across. But then you got Chevy's in entry, Chevy's entry, and Kiss Me Linda, who are both very quick. So Fernando Starr doesn't get the uh, start right. Uh, Fernando Starr get buried back, and then you're looking at the Sunset Milo and Hasty Guest to run on. So. It's a very intriguing race and one that's very hard to tip in. I think Hasty Yes is definitely back to his best. Um, he flew home last start, which was really good to see. This dog's got a lot of ability. Uh, he lost his way a little bit for whatever reason that was, but it's good to see him run home in the times that he can. And I think if he gets a start right, which he can, he can go down to the 550s early. And if you that strong late, you're going to be winning a lot of races. Yeah, sort of dog that always promised to break out was on the cusp maybe a couple of times but hasn't really done it. Now, as you mentioned, starting to really put it together. Sunset Milo is another dog. One that's past uh, three of its four past uh, three of its four past starts. So it's uh, that's going well as well. That Greyhound. Yeah, very good. It was good last start mustering up just from box six. Whether it's going to show that early speed to get prominent and where it gets to is another question. You mentioned t- tough race to pick. If you had to pick one of those, what would you where'd you be looking at? Um, I'd probably go Hasty Yes. I think has the ability to be on speed and camp on the outside of Chevy's entry and Kiss Belinda, and I think if it's just behind those two, it'll blow them away late. All right, there we go. Plenty of good racing coming up this weekend. Of course, uh, weekends, uh, uh, the meeting's coming up over the next few days. We've got uh, Mandra tonight, Mandra again on Friday night, Cannington Saturday, and then back to Mandra down there on Sunday. Open to the public again, all race meetings. Cal, how many times have you been to the track since we've uh, been open to the public? Quite a few times, actually. I've yep. been three times to Mander on a Friday, and I've been twice to Cannington on a Monday. Obviously, you've got the dog running around Cannington on Monday, so I'll probably be back there again. So, Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? Great to be able to be back on the track and seeing the dogs live. Well, we mentioned the Winter Sprint Final. Uh, coming up after the break, we'll be speaking to Lexi uh, Isaac. She has a turbo fun in that race. Join us on the other side. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.
live on ACN Track. You're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Welcome back to the show. Well, as we mentioned, no Lex Peche today, but we've got another Lexia on board with us. Uh, Lexia Isaac, trainer of Turbo Fun, among many other very good chasers. Uh, Lexia, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, James. Yes. How about yourself? Uh, good, good. Yeah, we're going very well. Uh, thank you for joining us today. As mentioned, Turbo Fun uh, in the final of this Winter Sprint final. Final of the Winter Sprint final. That was good radio, wasn't it? Um, yeah. how, how's the dog going? It uh, looks a, a dog on the up, and uh, you got a chance uh, on Friday night. Oh, no, look, he's feeling, feeling good, and um, he's been going very well for us, that dog. He's only a very young dog. So fingers crossed, box eight's probably not going to be the greatest thing for him, but a bit of luck, you never know what can happen. Yeah, a bit of a tough ass maybe from out there against this field. But uh, look, he did win six straight in a row uh, a few months back uh, and does appear to be a greyhound that's uh, improving. What did you think of the run uh, last week to run second? Oh, no, that was a very good run. Um, as I said, box eight's probably not going to do him any favours. Box one would have been great. <laughs> and um, I think it's a very, very hard race. There's a lot of really good, smart young dogs in there. Uh, Son of Jamaica and Turbo Fun, both very young dogs, have shown really good improvement over their uh, course of their short career so far and getting a lot stronger. Can we expect the dogs to improve again and into the future? Look, I'm hope, I hope so. Um Neither of them are two yet. Um, Turbo Fun will be two next month, I think. And Son of Jamaica, he's not two until November. So, and he's he's a very smart little dog. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's shown a PB of twenty two forty nine over the four hundred five meter journey. Actually, quicker than Turbo Fun, and and going well. One of many uh, handy young chasers you've got at the moment. You've bred these dogs yourself and, and you've got a whole crop of uh, really nice uh, youngsters at the moment. Yes, no, we've got the two litters. The one out of um, Queen of Fun, that's Turbo Fun's mother. And there's quite a few smart little dogs in that litter. Queen of Fun, um, Bohemian Fun. Uh, not Queen of Fun, sorry, Magical Fun. I get confused with all the fun <laughs> yeah, dogs all the myself. Funds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Minatello's got a couple as well. I think one... One last night, um, Malfetto Dawn. Yep. And then in Son of Jamaica's litter, there's quite a few little smart ones in there. I think they've nearly all won their lower races, like their maidens, and some of them are in their um, novices now. But, look, hopefully later on they'll get over the 5.20. As I said, they're not two until November, so just trying not to push them too much and give them every opportunity to get, you know, up in the grades and... uh, up to the better races, maybe next year. An amazing fun. Um, it's a dog that's got a lot of ability. I uh, haven't seen him for a while. How's he going? Oh, he's one of my favourite boys. He's another one that's been really good. Um, he's out of Queen of Fun's first litter. and uh, But he's got a very small um, problem with one of his wrists. He's got ligaments that keep playing up. So that's why we can't race him every week. We've got to give him a bit of spell and then bring him back and... But otherwise, I think he would have been in these finals as well. The decision to go to breeding the dogs yourself, that's been a good one for you? I think so. You know, when we first started, like everyone else, you buy dogs off different people and get yourself 
up and running and then it's I think it's great when you breed them yourself and they come up and they win races and it's a bit like uh, Dave Hobby who's got the four dogs in the final tonight you know most of his dogs that he has now he breeds them all and it's much more rewarding I think when you've bred them and see them up and running and winning races and at least you feel like you're doing something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yourself and Mick have been in the game for quite a long time. Uh, tell us about how you you entered into the sport. Um, well, we're, as I said, we're a bit like a lot of other people. We probably bought a couple of dogs to start with. And um, Jerry O'Keefe, the late Jerry O'Keefe, um, was a very good friend of mine at the time. And he helped me to start with, um, gave me a couple of the short course dogs that he didn't really want to continue on with he wanted to win races at Kennington so um we made a start that way we had a few dogs off Gary and um then ended up buying a few dogs and we were lucky enough to buy some quite good ones to start with and then we went into the breeding side of things and as I said we've been extremely lucky with the breeds that the ones that we have bred um of course the fun boss and Jamaica the fun and Queen of fun you know, they've been really super ones for us. Yeah, you mentioned Fun Boss there, a Greyhound of the Year contender a few years back. For my mind, probably one of your better dogs, but uh, I must admit I'm not maybe more familiar with, with the, your older ones. But, uh, yeah, run us through some of the good dogs you've had over the period. Um, we had um, a Lucy Fire. We actually bought her from Queensland oh, way back in 1998 or something like that. And... Um, she was the one that we actually started breeding with. And I think we're on about the fifth generation now. Right. But we've also had River Rome and Sammy Snow, a lot of fun, who was the daughter of Elusive Fire. No, we've been extremely lucky, totally elusive. Um, you know, and then we've bred on and now we're in about the fifth fifth or sixth generation, I think, of, of breeding, you know, on, along the same lines. And... Um, Fun Boss is now standing at start. We've got two litters of pups from him on the ground here at the moment. Um, one, litter, one litter to Brutal Lomar, they're four months old, and another litter to Quidzin, which we bought from Linda Britton. They're about three months old, so... I guess uh, lots of fun coming up in the future. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. Well, uh, you must you must have a lot of fun uh, in the kennel. Is that what keeps you interested in the game for so long? Because it it is a can be a demanding sport to be involved with. Uh, but you, you guys have stuck it out for more than three decades. Yes. Look, I like breeding the dogs and looking after them, and you know, doing the best you can for them. Mick likes going to the track, so it all works out really well for us. <laughs> it's a good teamwork type scenario. Yes, and then we've got our helpers that help us as well, which you do need because it is a seven-day-a-week venture type of thing. Yeah. How many dogs have you got in the kennel at the moment? Um, not counting the two litters, which there's 18 puppies in those two later litters that we've got. We've probably got about 40 dogs because we've still got a few old dogs as well, our so-called pet dogs. <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's that, stick around. You and you, you, you set yourself up uh, out in Harrisdale there. I imagine when you you first got there, there probably wasn't a lot out there, but the area's been built up around you, hasn't it? Oh yes, look, there's everything close by now. You've got shopping centre just up the road, and Bunnings on the next corner, and it's a really good little spot here. And you're in between Kennington and Mandra, so it's um, no, it's a great spot. We love it here. 
You mentioned the, the pet dogs you've got. Your daughter, Cheryl Isaac, who's now on the board of Greyhounds WA, she's been heavily involved uh, in rehoming the dogs as well. That must be something you m- must be pretty proud of. Yes, no, I'm very proud of Cheryl. She's got really involved in that and um, she's like tries to do the best that she can for the dogs that go out for adoption. Um, they do put her and Scott, they put a lot of time into that, which is really, really good. Every time there's an event or a big event at the track, Cheryl and Scott are there with the, with the dogs and uh, engaging with the public, which is fantastic to see. In fact, I think Fun Boss uh, might have been one of the ones that they bring down as well sometimes. <laughs> She'd like to take him there, but <laughs> he's one of our dogs that live in the house now and he's um, pretty spoiled at home. So, All right. Maybe it was a photo yeah. shoot I saw him in one time. Anyway, he was, he was down there at some point. But, no, they do a fantastic uh, Fantastic job, and uh, yeah, wonderful to have uh, you know that other side to to it as well, right? Well, that's right. You know, a fun boss. I do remember now. He did go down for a photo shoot. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But um, but his mum, a lot of fun. She's laying in the lounge here. She was thirteen a few months ago, and so we've got our few pets laying around as well. All right, uh, we've got to uh, move on to the next segment, uh, Lexia, but uh, thanks for joining us. Just quickly before we go, have you got a, a, a best one uh, out of your lot for this weekend? Well, I'd like to say Turbo Fun, but I do think that's an extremely hard race, so I'll have to go for Son of Jamaica. Son of Jamaica, yeah, race four uh, yeah. tomorrow night in the in the grade five. Yeah, right. tomorrow night. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Look, thanks, Alexia, for joining us. All the best, and uh, we look forward to seeing your dogs uh, progress uh, over the next few months. Thanks very much, James. Good on you. There's Alexia Isaac there, and uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, on the other side... We're joining by another trainer, Morgan Turner. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Welcome back to the show. Well, there were wonderful scenes down at Mandra a week or so ago when Ping Magic won its uh, first race here in Western Australia. The owners were there. It was their very first time on the track. Wonderful scenes. Uh, The man who guided Ping Magic to that victory, the trainer, Morgan Turner, joins us now. How are you, Morgan? Yeah, good mate. Good, good, good. What, this was uh, this was a wonderful story. This one. I mean, you did tell these guys this doesn't happen all the time, right? That they they just turn up the track and the, and their dog wins, right? Right. Yeah, that's it. They tried to uh, get in a few weeks prior, but um, yeah, they couldn't get in because they didn't book a table. This is <laughs> their first night they've ever been to a greyhound track in their lives. Yeah, amazing scenes, wasn't it? Uh, tell us about them, uh, th- this group. How many people in- involved and w- where did they come from? How did they get involved in the sport? Yeah, so there's uh, six of them. There's uh, Scott, Dylan, uh, Derek, Zach, Sam and Tosh. So they're all um, belties on a mine site for FMG. So they um, repair belts or change belts out. Yep. Um yeah, so they got in contact with me through uh, another one of my owners, Chris Reed, that um, Scott Tate used to work with at um, Boddington. Okay. So, yeah, they uh, decided, decided to buy a dog and they found one on Greyhound Data, obviously, yeah, Ping Magic, and gave me a call. 
I can't believe that people with no background in the sport did the research and got their own dog and and it's turned out to be a winner for them. This is kind of pretty incredible. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, they bought it during the COVID time as well. So it was, uh, so they paid for the dog and then, then, we, then they asked to try and uh, organise to get it over and I was contacting all the transport companies and there was no flights from um, Adelaide to Perth. So yeah, it was proving quite difficult to get him over. So it took a couple of weeks, but... Yeah, it got job done eventually. Yeah, certainly worth the wait, wasn't it? Uh, how have they found the process uh, of becoming owners? Because it can be, there's a lot of, you know, there's obviously paperwork, all the, those sort of things. They've managed that side of it well? Yeah, I think it was too many issues. Um, yeah, it's quite easy. I just gave them um, Jenny Smith's details at um, Rara there and she uh, sorts them out. All right, good. Now they're involved, and the dogs won uh, again for them as well, hasn't it? Uh, it won its second start um, over the 405 when they were on site, so they were only able to uh, watch that race on their phones. But yeah, they uh, each time he wins, they get pretty excited. And with Ping Magic, uh, what's the plan? Will you be racing over the 302 or the 405? Um, well, we've got tonight and Sunday for 302 and then they'll probably just take him up to the 380 and give him a trial at Cannington, see how he goes over that. The um, 405s, it'll hopefully only 25 metres too long for him. How are you looking uh, at for tonight's race? Uh, you got two dogs in that uh, that event, don't you? Yeah. Um, Pink Magic's just uh, moved up grade from novice, obviously, to grade five. I've had a look at their most of their first sectionals, and they're pretty similar to his. So I'd say probably placed at best, but he's only a dollar fifty for the place. Yeah, okay. And your other other one, your Coco's daughter, I think, isn't it? That you've got in that one. Yeah, I don't think she she won't go too too well. She wants box eight. She's she doesn't have uh, outside box. She's not going to try. And you've got and Ping's also in on Sunday as well. Are you trying to race the dog as much as you can while the owners are, are down in Perth at the moment? Yeah, that's right. So they're on uh, two-week leave at the moment, so on the R&R. So it's try and get uh, three races in for them while, while they're in town and then, um, yeah, I'll pull him out and give him a few trials up at Cannington while, while they're away. And Love Me Tinder's a dog that's in tonight. Uh, obviously trained by Paul Stewart previously. How did you manage to get this dog? Uh, through uh, Coco's daughter, the same owner as uh, Love Me Tinder, and also work with uh, the other owner, Mark Adams, at Roy Hill. And obviously over the 302 in a hot field, how do you think uh, Love Me Tinder will go? Uh, well, he's just come back from uh, injury, so I just put him in there just for the run, really, but he's jumping out of his skin because he hasn't had a run for, uh, or hasn't been on the track for about a month, so um, wouldn't be surprised if he does place. Yeah, okay. Been a good dog over the stretch, this one. Tell us a bit about your story. Uh, you've had an interesting background. You came from show dogs and boarding kennels, uh, but now you've started to concentrate on greyhounds. Uh, how did all that come about? Yeah, so yeah, we were in uh, dog shows, and then we yeah, built the Which breed, the if you don't mind me asking, sorry? Uh, we are in Sharpays and uh, Akitas. Yep. So... Yeah, so we um, yeah built the built the kennels in Ambulup 
for uh, boarding kennels and then, yeah, just got an interest into the greyhounds. Everyone else around the area has got them. And uh, I was working at Rio Tinto at the time and Ian Britton, um, Linda's brother, he worked on the same mine site as myself. And so I started asking, asking him a lot of questions about the greyhounds and he said, just go and see my sister, I'm the black sheep of the family. So I went and seen Linda and um, yeah, it's pretty much history from there. So you spend a bit of, you spend a bit of time uh, basically just absorbing uh, what happens out at Linda's kennel, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I spent quite of my quite a lot of my R and R when I was um, off off the mine site. So I was, yeah, spent a bit of time at Linda's kennels and Chris's, and um, yeah, and then then eventually I bought bought a greyhound, and my wife wasn't too impressed then, <laughs> but uh, since then I've been falling in love with the dogs and. She puts in a lot of effort at home as well, so I leave work, leave for work at five in the morning at the moment, and um, so she she runs the kennels in the mornings till I get home, pretty much. Oh, you've managed that well. You've uh, converted her and uh, got her working in the kennels. Sensational. Yeah, that's it. Team <laughs> team effort, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. So you started off as a as an owner. Uh, I believe it was Andrew McLaren training your dogs to start with. Yeah, Andrew has um, had our dog uh, double joint. I uh, bought that with um, Murray Iron and uh, another guy I work with offshore. And, um, yeah, Andrew, Andrew won his maiden and then then I brought him brought him home because he wasn't going too good. And then the uh, stewards rang up and said, Where, where's the dog? And I was like, he's at home. <laughs> yeah. So they um, so they had to come, in, come and inspect our property and they were, they were pretty impressed with our kennels. And, yeah, so then started training not too long after that just with the one dog and... Yeah, won a, won a few races over the 490 with him, so I was all right. And you, uh, we got started. Yeah, hey. and you, you gave up the boarding kennels for the greys. Yeah, that's right. Um, great, the greyhounds are a good breed, or the best breed, so <laughs> you yeah, don't, don't have to deal with the, uh, all the other breeds and all, all the people that come with it. Right. Tell me about your development as a trainer. You, you obviously spent time with Linda. You had Andrew training your dogs. Uh how do you how do you uh, improve and, and get your skills? You, you take a little bit from one trainer and another bit from another trainer, and, and then is that how it works? Yeah, I'd say um, like when I was new to the industry, probably five years ago, I would have asked everyone, every trainer questions, and no one ever didn't answer my questions. So everyone's probably helped me out along the way, but uh, our main influence would be probably. Chris and Linda and um, Dave and Christine Robartson, they'll be our biggest, biggest help, biggest yeah. influence in our training. And you feel sure. like you feel like you've come a long way in that period of time. Yeah, 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 for sure. We've grown, grown a lot. Um, yeah, I've always, I've said, said to Dave and Christine, like, geez, if we'd known all this stuff before, and we had our first dog, we'd have won, won some more races. And <laughs> I think that's the same story for everyone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We're certainly coming in from uh, from not having that background. What about the future for you? Obviously, you've got the the mining work and juggling work and family and and dogs uh, can be difficult. You planning to expand in greyhound racing? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we got quite big uh, probably a year or so ago or two, and um, we had quite a few dogs. And I was doing at least eighty hours a week was pretty much killing me. So we uh, cut back, and so now we've got about 10 dogs in work, and um, 
at my mining job, I'm looking at um, going to four days a week instead of five. So, yeah, so we can try and ramp up a few more few more dogs in work and um, cut back a bit on, on the mining job right. plan. Yeah, well, that that's good stuff. Hopefully you can uh, get a few more dogs like Ping Magic and bring a few more owners into the sport. That's it. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Uh, hey, listen, Morgan, thanks for having a chat to us. All the best with it, and we'll, we'll watch your dogs uh, with great interest. Did, did you want another tip, mate? Oh, b- please. We're always looking for tips. Cal- uh, Callum can't tip a winner to save his life. What do you got for us? Oh, no, I, won't tip a, I won't tip a winner, but I'll tip a place bet. <laughs> okay. Uh, race, race two, number six, uh, Flecktown. She's just come from provincial down-the-country novice. Uh, she's had, I think, about 20 starts for one win, but nine nine seconds. So I got her got her this morning at three dollars ten for the place. Nice. There we go. Oh, there we go. You heard it first, Fleck Tarn. Callum's uh, nodding in approval. All right, good stuff, mate. All the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you at the track. Too easy, mate. Good stuff, Callum. Uh, Callum Morgan Turner there, and uh, we are going for another break. We'll be back shortly. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. All right, we are back and joining us now is David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Very well, thanks, JB. Lex Cal, nice to be with you guys. Well, Lex is unfortunately not with us today, mate. Uh, just me and Cal, uh, unfortunately. But uh, what we've got is uh, you having a look at uh, what happened at Cannington last night, mate. What uh, what was the key highlights out of that meeting? Yeah, there were some good races. The Bro Edition, boys. It's nothing wrong with that. Right, uh, looking forward to <laughs> uh, it's, um, a bit of a of a weekender for the boys. That's got trouble written all over <laughs> it, it I'd suggest. Uh, let's go back to last night, and there was some really good chasing. Obviously, Chris House dominated the program with three winners. West on Harmony got across from the wide draw. Worked hard. I thought it was a really uh, brave win from West on Harmony, a dog that we can probably follow heading forward. West on Roger was a really strong performance. Uh, back West on Roger, and I was sweating a little in the run, but he really hit the line hard. 29.95 was a good win, and uh, the performance of the night was Hurricane Tears, so it can be a little hit and miss, but last week over the, uh, last night over the 600 metres, 34.46, one by nine and a quarter lengths. Uh, that was some win, boys, and that, that sort of time standard puts it up there with some of our best dogs in the state. Time was huge, yeah. Good to see this dog uh, showing its best. Maybe hasn't done that since it's been over here in WA, came over for the Galaxy, but uh, on evidence of that, uh, we'd like to see uh, more of that from Hurricane Tears, wouldn't we? Oh, most definitely. I think Cal would say that he's been a hot trial dog. There has been mail around for some time that... Hurricane Tears has been running fast times in trials, but uh, last night we got to see the, the best of Hurricane Tears straight to the front, and from that point onwards, uh, really quick times. It was a bookend for John Rigetti, Sin City Strip early in 22.44, and then Sin City Cash late in 16.21. And as has generally been the case, nearly every week when we speak, um, Enzo Credelli continues to mop up with at least a double each and every Wednesday night. Last night, that was with Magic Salute and Action Arrow. Yeah, certainly going well, for sure. What about Polly Zarian, another dog that's chasing really well at the moment? 
Yeah, I liked Polly's Ariana going in last night, and anybody that backed Polly's was on very good terms with themselves early on in the race when it had an absolutely massive saloon passage run through, and Polly's Ariana's very comfortable down on the fence. Got through there and went on with the job to uh, to record a really impressive win in 29.84. Polly's moves to box eight on Saturday night in a, a hot grade five race, but Given that performance last night and the recent form, I thought Polly's Ariana headed into Saturday night's race on the quick backup with a really good chance. What did you think, Cal, of Polly's Ariana last night? And can she back up and win again on Saturday? Yeah, I thought it was a very good performance last night. Obviously, sees part away, but it's a dog that doesn't really matter what box. It's not blessed with a lot of early speed and seems to find a way to get through a field. So I think, and it will always be charging home at, um, at the end. And even in a good race, you're going to get a better price. And I think if you can get a good place price, and that's the way I'd be playing. Uh, on, on to race seven last night, Cosmic Gas. Um, I was reluctant to talk about it today, but I've been told we have to. So uh, what did you make of the performance? I thought it was excellent, to be honest. It was a cave-in. Uh, it was off the map there, but unfortunately just ran into one better on the night, raised the bridge for Steve Richards, who was on debut here in WA, former New South Wales sprinter, and was a great debut by that particular campaigner running 21.85. But I thought the runner-up, Cosmic Bass, I've, I've got it in the to back next start file. Cal probably doesn't help you, but I think you can get your money back next time out with Cosmic Gas. All right. He needs the money as well, I mean, the way Cal's going at the moment. What about uh, tonight's racing down there at Mandra? Look, I've got your tips in front of me. You haven't tipped this dog, but I do want to mention it. Oriental Owen certainly got its uh, mojo back, this greyhound, won its past uh, four starts. And we know... Once this dog goes on a streak, it can, it can, it can extend it out. It, it's had a track record of having long winning sequences. Uh, it's been a wonderful short course over the stretch, hasn't it, Oriental Owen? Yeah, and Steve Richards trained that winner Razor Bridge there last night. It might be another win for him tonight there with Oriental Owen, who's been his pin-up dog in the kennel for a really significant period of time now. He's been a, a wonderful chaser over the shorter distances, a winner at 44 of 84 with another 16 placings. And, um, look, he, he can go on winning streaks, but I would say this is probably one of the strongest Thursday night free-falls I've seen in years. One last hurrah in one, Waringa in two, uh, Love Me Tinder in five is a really capable dog, Twix Manelli won in grand style last week, and Magic Teller out in box eight's well above average as well. It's a, a pretty hot lineup, boys. Oh, certainly is, yeah. But that's what we like about racing. We get good dogs coming together, and that you know they get challenged, which is what uh, what it's all about. What about your uh, best for tonight down there, mate? I thought there were three nice bets. Uh, race five, number eight, Harper's Hero. Uh, it's been running into probably stronger fields than this in recent weeks and thought the effort last week was very good. Box 8 shouldn't pose too many problems. Tonight, tonight for the Fairy Floss runner, race 5, number 8, Harper's Hero. We go to race 8, number 4, Remy Minnelli, racing well. Um, if you can run anywhere near that 22.61 PB, you think Remy will have a bit on these, race 8, number 4. And each way in the last, race 12, number 1, Ransom, the Opal for the best pie maker in the business, Darren Rowe, uh, from the inside draw, placed his last couple. What I'll be doing personally is having an all-up. I'll have race 5, number 8, the win, race 8, number 4, the win, and race 12, number 1, the place. All right, good stuff. Quickly, Shorty, we have a look ahead to the weekend. Friday night, big final down there. The winter sprint uh, is Captain Barnacles coming out again for Mermaid Manelli. 
I'm not bringing out the captain. I, re- I, re- I reserved the captain for <laughs> nights where Mermaid, as you know, four for four with the captain. I don't pull it out willy-milly, <laughs> right. but uh, Mermaid's still the dog to beat. But in, in all seriousness, I, I do prefer to see her drawn a little wider on the track. And if she doesn't quite nail it early, there's a host of quick beginners in this race. So uh, Mermaid's the dog to beat, but uh, not quite Captain Barnacle special this week. Um, nine of ten from the trip tells us the, the story. And Cal Buster the Brute, box number four, what are your chances heading in? Yeah, I reckon he'll be all right. I think he'll burrow up early and be thereabouts. And if we're lucky enough to camp behind Merman Benelli, we'll certainly be going past it late. Oh, he's very bullish about uh, Buster today. Oh. Very bullish. All right, what about your best uh, from Mandra on Friday, mate? I'm looking early on in the card, JB. Race two, number one, Stargaze has come up with a good draw here in box number one. She'll be able to get out, hold the rail, and not let anything pass. Race two, number one, Stargazer. And race four, number two, Son of Jamaica. Slick beginner, provincial grade five levels. Very good for this canine. Son of Jamaica rolls straight to the front, leads throughout. So uh, race two, number one. Race four, number two, my best couple on the program Friday night at Mandra. Yeah, spoke to Lexi Isaac uh, and concurred with your thoughts about Son of Jamaica and Cannington on Saturday. Shorty, what have you got there? Three legs of the quaddy I'm keen on. They're in race six, there were two at odds that I like. Race six, number three, Banjo's Girls, my main play. Uh, racing well over longer distances. Should get the camp on uh, in a race. And there's a fair bit of early speed. Banjo should be camped just behind them. If she sits within a few lengths down the back, she'll be all over the top. And Diner Oscar's a really nice place play at probably around $20-odd in that race, race six, number five. And then the next two races after that, race seven, number eight, Steve Manelli handles a wide draw okay. He'll be out there minding his own business and hard to beat. And race eight, number two, Cocoon, an impressive winner over this trip recently. Something like that, 35.04, would see Cocoon very hard to beat. So race six, number three, Banjo's Girl. Race seven, number eight, Steve Manelli. Race eight, number two, Cocoon. Good stuff, Shorty. Thank you, as always, for your thoughts on the racing coming up. Cal, you've got about 10 seconds real quick. What have you got for us? Uh, tips for tonight, race three, number one, New World Order. Uh, race seven, number eight, Magic Teller. And for Friday, race three, number uh, three, Magical Fun. All right. And race five, number four, Buster the Brute. Oh, of course, Buster. Thank you very much there, Cal. And thank you for joining us on the show. We'll catch you next week on Go Greyhounds. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.